I command the council to make all the necessary arrangements for my coronation. I wish to be crowned within the fortnight. Today, I shall accept oaths of fealty from my loyal counselors. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Banners, your full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, hosted by two wonderful boys. I'm Nate. This other one over here is Zach. Hey! There he is. We're reading Game of Thrones. We're quickly coming to the end of Game of Thrones. Quickly approaching the end. So, technically when this comes out, the weekend just happened. So how's your weekend that hasn't happened yet? I work on weekends, so... Sucks to be you. My weekend is Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm probably going to get Avengers Endgame finally and watch that with my son this weekend. I still have yet to see it. It's going to be sick! Hey, Zach. Hey. Are you listening to a podcast right now? I will be. Are you going to be doing it on your favorite app? Well, I have a couple of them. Which one? Well, the one I'm talking about is Podcoin. Where you can listen and earn great rewards. I'm pretty sure we have a code for that one. We do. If you are a new user of Podcoin, you can type in Brotherhood and get 300 coins to spend on fucking cool stuff. Sweet. Like giving to charity or gift cards. Yeah, gift cards to like Starbucks and Amazon and all sorts of other places. So if you're hearing this, why haven't you already downloaded Podcoin and started listening to Brotherhood? Listen to us there. And earn some coins. Do it. Yeah! Yeah! Friday night. So. I've seen it. I've seen it from it, though, because I don't care about spoilers. Yeah, I haven't seen any spoilers. With but, that, you know. I normally care about spoilers, but I don't care about spoilers with Endgame. Anyway, oh, this well. isn't an Avengers podcast. This no, is a Game no. of Thrones podcast. And if you joined us last time, we were reading John 6, and John has decided to say his vows and uh, was assigned to the stewards, which he was not too pleased about. He was quite whiny about. And Mm -hmm. then Sam reminded him that the Lord Commander chose you himself to be his personal steward. So he's essentially grooming you for command, dumbass. And then they went out and said their vows in front of some werewoods. Ghost came back. He had played fetch and returned with a hand. Yeah. And then we're back down into some Ned episodes. Yeah, so last we left Ned, he had had a discussion with Littlefinger after Robert was revealed to be dying on his sickbed, deathbed. He had a discussion with Littlefinger about making the gold cloaks his and needing them, and Littlefinger promised him that it should be done. So we pick up with Eddard 14, our current chapter. And it's no more than maybe the next morning or the following day after that yeah, since the, the, the last chapter. The gray dawn light is streaming through his windows as hoofbeats awake Lord Eddard Stark from his brief, restless sleep. And so he lifts his head from the table, which he's not even sleeping in a bed. And he's not waking up because of the light on him. It's because of the loud hoofbeats out in the courtyard where he looks out and sees that there are Lannister men training. Yeah, they are making their morning ring with swords and are currently riding down mock warriors made of straw. And as he's watching, Sandor Clegane drives one down with his lance on horseback, drives it through the dummy's head, exploding straw and cloth everywhere, and the Lannister men are muttering and joking and cursing. And And Ned's wondering if this is all just a show 
for him if Cersei's just spreading her peacock feathers out there and strutting across that court. I mean, pretty much. Saying, you know, and he's saying, you know, I've given you plenty of chances to flee. Why are you still here? Yeah. What are you doing? She's if if this is a show for him, she's a bigger fool than he imagined, which really she's not the one playing the fool right now, Ned Ard. So the morning is overcast and grim, which I think is just kind of the mood to itself. The tone of the day, yeah. And Ned is uh, had broke his fast with his daughters and Septimordain in his solar. So before we go too much further uh, into this chapter, full spoiler reread. This is it, folks. Like, shit's going down right here. This is, you know, Arya's expecting to have her last dancing lesson with Cereal before she leaves King's Landing on a boat with Sansa. You know, and Sansa's upset because, like, it's... This is it. This is the the last here yeah, we go. time we're, all the Sarks in King's Landing are we're together. We're peaking here, man. Yeah, we're getting there. So Sansa is still pouting about having to go back to Winterfell. She just stared at her food sullenly and refused to eat. But Arya's just shoveling that shit in. Yeah. She's like, Dad, Dad, Serial said that if I if I go, we can have one more lesson before we leave th- today. Like, I'm all packed. I swear, I'm all ready to go. Can I have the lesson? Please, oh please, oh yeah, fucking she's please. Hype. He agrees to it. As long as it's a short lesson, he wants her ready and able to board the ship by midday. And, she, and she's like, yeah, midday. Yeah, she promises. A-okay. So Sansa speaks up and asks why Arya can have her dancing lessons, but she can't say fa- farewell to Joffrey. And Septa even offers, oh, Lord Eddard, I'd be more than happy to accompany her. That way she wouldn't miss the ship. Which I feel like is a parenting moment of Ned is sitting there like, shut up, Septa, shut up, shut up, shut up. So I do feel as naive as she is about all the stuff that Joffrey's done to her and pretends like hasn't happened. She doesn't understand. it's it's sad that she can't go say like the one thing that she yeah no it she wants it actually especially from having a sibling standpoint it totally is from her vantage point that Arya is getting what she wants yeah. but they're denying me for no good reason because she doesn't know what Ned knows exactly. that all the the, the bastard bad, here, yeah and he explains you know no now is not a wise time to be seeing the prince. And Which is, I mean, the simplest way to put it. Yeah, like, there's not you, much. Like, I'm about to accuse him of being incestually nah, yeah, born. Yeah. Like. So Sansa storms off, and Mardine gets ready to run after her, and Ned's like, yo, stop. Yeah. I'll fucking explain to her what's actually happening once we're safe in Winterfell. Yeah, when everyone's good at Winterfell. Man. That line, Whoopsie. it tore it tore at the heartstrings, man. When you know, it's just like the line when he said to John. I'll tell you about your mother the yeah, next we'll time we speak. Yeah, we'll talk about your mother like, next time. Fuck. So an hour later, the old bitch Pycelle came to Ned in his solar. Pycelle. His shoulders slumped as if the chain around his neck was too heavy. Here, like the, the the act he's putting on as mm-hmm. he's coming through here, man. He's My lord, just... King Robert is gone. May the gods give him rest. And Ned says no. He hated rest. Gods give him love and laughter and the joy of righteous battle. Which, when I was... Made me sad. Noting that down, like, yeah, no, it's a nice memoriam from Ned to his friend. But also, one of the most glaring things about the whole Liana Robert thing is the fact that Ned here, never never once does Ned reference, Hopefully like, he gets Liana. I wish her. Liana and Robert ended up. Well, no, because he knows that Liana and And he doesn't Rhaegar. say, like, yes, I hope he sees Liana in the afterlife. Like, no, I wish him love. Like, I wish love he finds, hopes he finds the love, like, that Robert needs because Liana isn't that one. Yeah, and it's just yeah. this subtle 
continual reminder that these two were not this Men fairy tale story yeah. of the gallant Baratheon trying to reclaim his lost love. It's not that yeah. at all. Ned thinks how strangely empty he feels. Yeah. And some, it, something died within him. And it's like, well, fucking duh. Yeah. He your ex- friend. He expected like, this visit, but it still hits him hard. Yeah. It was your best buddy from like childhood. You grew up with this dude. Not to mention you just lost and like John the Aaron, uncle. Yeah. And like, the dad you know, figure. Yeah. And, and so, so it says that he would have given all of his titles away to weep, but he was Robert's hand in the hour he had most dreaded had arrived. And so it's it's time it's time for some shit to happen. This so Ned tells Pycelle, summon the council members here to his solar, as he doesn't know. Do you think that Ned uh, Pycelle is aware of? Yeah, the the fact that shit's about to go down. Yeah, right oh, yeah, now yeah, he yeah. argues. Oh, maybe we should wait until the morning. Almost like he don't. I don't really want to be here when you. Yeah, when yeah. Because Ned spell. is Ned is sketched out about the council chambers. He doesn't know how secure those are. He knows the tower is secure, <laughs> and so Pycelle blinks a little, kind of astonished, and says that perhaps the affairs of the kingdom can keep until tomorrow when our grief isn't so fresh. Yeah. So I think mainly he's just trying to stall Ned a little bit, we'll give Cersei time to gather these forces yeah, yeah, as yeah. we know is happening. So Ned, quiet but firm, says. Uh, I fear we must convene at once. Yeah. And so Pycelle conven- concedes and sends his servants on their way to fetch the small council members. Yeah, and then he accepts Ned's offer for a chair and a cup of sweet beer, and they wait. And Sir Barristan is the first to answer the summons. Now, is Sir Barristan, other than Ned, the first one to be dismissed off the small council, or is Renly automatically booted? Well, I'm I'm guessing, yeah, that like. Well, just the order that they're arriving in is is interesting. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of thinking it's it, it's almost the complacency sandwich, like because we've got Pycelle, who we know is in the thick of it. Then we get Barristan, who obviously has no clue. He's in the, yeah, then we get Littlefinger, man. who's right in the thick of it, he's and then the, we get Varys, who is this on wild the card. Player, yeah. yeah, so. Uh, Barristan shows up, and he's looking gallant as ever, but he says, My lords, my place is beside the young king. Pray give me leave to attend him. And Ned says, uh, I'm sorry, Sir Barristan, but your place is here. And Littlefinger arrives next, wearing the <coughs> same clothing and garb that he had the night before. Dirty boots, like he'd been riding all night. And he says, My lord, smiling. And he turns to Ned and says, that "It said smiling at no one in particular." Yeah, yeah. He's I really, just I just like that. Smirking. Like that's that's yeah. little finger. And he turns to Ned and says, "That little task you set me to is accomplished, Lord Eddard." And Man, the lie. Oh yeah, just I mean, right th- it, I just like how during the reread and being so aware of, because even in like my past rereads, being aware of how soon his lies were going to come to fruition, and not putting that lie like. He right here. It was I was probably like, oh yeah, he's got the guards. Cool, mm-hmm. cool. Oh shit, that's right when it turns. But like to see it in play when you're aware of the situation that's unfolding, it's just so like, damn it, Ned. Yeah. Damn it. Damn it. So damn it. Varys enters next in a wash of lavender. He is still pink from his bath, but soundless all the same. And he says, "The little birds sing a grievous song today. The realm weeps. Shall we begin?" And he takes his seat. And Nah, we're gonna wait for Renly. Yeah. And nope. Varys gives him a sorrowful look. I fear Lord Renly has left the city, my lord. And left Ned, the city. Yeah. Ned I'm is not pleased, Varys. Not pleased. Because Ned was counting on Renly's support, which he should have taken. 
fucking the first time it was offered. So Varys continues that he left through a postern gate an hour before dawn, accompanied by Sir Loras Tyrell and some 50 retainers. Last seen riding south with some haste, no doubt bound for Storm's End or Highgarden. Do High you Garden. think that Stannis mentioned anything to Renly before he dipped? No. Because Renly seems to be a bit in the know, like, considering... I don't think Renly's dumb by any means. I, I think he is definitely aware of the incest and all that shit, and just how dangerous the Lannisters are, but I don't think, one, he's on the same level as Stannis is, where sure. I think Stannis had the immediate Obviously. foresight of being, like, obvious target. Brother. Yeah, so Renly was there kind of right up till the end, which was brazen, but I, like... I don't know. Renly is tough because he's. I think he's smart to get out of King's Landing when he does, but he's also there's a lot more intelligent things I think Renly could be doing than just going to Highgarden now and kind of get like he could be out gathering other forces. I mean, recruiting, yeah, getting like, some of the Targaryen or the Lannister forces away. I mean, from the especially Lannisters. after like this this chapter here. Word of Ned Stark's capture sp- spreads pretty quickly. So, like, well, why doesn't Renly go north? Well, especially, and... like, if being from the Stormlands, like, in the... He's the ruler of, um... Storm's End. Storm's End, thank yeah. you. And he... Ever, all the other supporters of the North are coming from the North. Yeah. As a Baratheon, the one that, you know, his brother... If he had bannered for Stannis and started recruiting from the Riverlands and from Stormlands and started pushing up towards, land, you know, the Lannister lands and start trying to get some of their bannermen... Yeah. Then perhaps he could have swayed everything into Ned's... or into Stannis' favor, even if Ned might not make it out because of being held hostage and Joffrey a fucking sadistic psychopath. Yeah, I, I, like, I just think Renly could have been much wiser. I think that's his flaw. Yeah, as, absolutely. That's the I king. mean, what if He doesn't really that, do but... the foresight, but Ned obviously... Doesn't like that much. He's but taken aback. But... There's nothing to be done, so he draws out Robert's letter and says, The king called me to his side to hear his last word. Lord Renly and the old bitch stood witness, and he hands it to Sir Barristan and yeah. says... So, he... Barry takes the letter and says that it's the king's seal and it's unbroken. Yeah. And he opens it and reads that it says the king has named Lord Ed Stark as protector of the realm. Yeah. And so basically he's going until the heir comes of age. And Ned thinks to himself, well, he's already of age, yeah. but he doesn't want to reveal that. And he gets this disgusting taste in his mouth over the lie and the deceit. Well, because, yeah, he doesn't trust anyone at the table, right. really. Even Sir Barristan, who's so honor-bound, is going to be honor-bound to protect Joffrey. So For he, the time being. Yeah, yeah he's so. got to play the game right now, he thinks. And, yeah, the deceit of it just sits gross in his mouth. And he he knows he's got to tread softly. So he says, I would ask this council to confirm me as Lord Protector, as Damn Robert it. wished. He, like, right there, that was this close to at least getting a little bit on his, in oh, his uh, favor. Yeah, foot in the door. At least something. The door but... opens as Fat Tom comes in and says, Pardons, my lord, but the king's steward insists, and the steward himself just enters. This is so sad. And bows. Yeah, and says, esteemed lords, the king demands the immediate presence of his small council in the throne room. And Ned says, thinks that he had expected Cersei to strike quickly, so this summons really is no surprise, but he says, the king is dead, but we will go with you nonetheless. So Littlefinger gives Ned his arm for support yeah. to help him down. And Varys, the old bitch, and Sir Barristan are close behind. A column of double men at arms in chainmail and steel helms are waiting outside the tower. 
And Starkman. The, yeah. Northman. And, and, and the gold, uh, the guardsmen march them across the yard. And Ned's very happy to, to notice as he's walking through that there's no red cloaks. He's not seeing Lannister men anywhere. Yeah, that's because they're all in the throne room. But he's seeing more, some gold cloaks, and he feels like that's comforting. Because yeah. Because as far as he's concerned, they're all bought and paid for for his side. He bribed them. Yeah. And he, di- he, he didn't bribe them. Little but they were bribed did, yeah. for him. And that was your biggest flaw, you dipshit. So like, Jano Slint meets him at the door to the throne room, armored, and he bows stiffly, and his men push open the door, and the steward leads them in. All hail his grace, Joffrey of the houses Baratheon and Lannister, first of his name, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms and Protector of the Realm. So I interrupted you earlier so that I could point out that this is the fucking, this is it, this is the fucking thing. But this is the first time Joffrey is named as king yeah. publicly. First, Baratheon both, and Lannister. Baratheon and Lannister. Elevating the status of his mother's I, house. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit just to draw the tie to his um, his cloak that he's currently wearing. You will learn. The a, dual A dual cloak. cloak yeah. But it's all lions. Lion prancing and lions roaring. Yeah. Facing each other. But he's a fucking Baratheon. And yet he's all decked out in lions. Yeah. Um. Anyway... This is the tipping point. He's now king. This is it. Even oh, though his yeah. coronation and hasn't I occurred, the, but the the image of Joffrey, like up there, yes, slouched like, on the throne. And then, as we're gonna see, because Ned's gonna start walking through this, and he he starts thinking about the last time that he he was walking down this hallway when the dragons from old he was were on staring horseback down with him. his sword in his hand. Yeah, the Targaryen dragons had watched from the walls as he forced Jaime Lannister down from the throne, and he wonders if Joffrey will step down quite he as easily. He wonders if Jaime's son will step down quite as easily. Yeah. So we we also get that as Ned is approaching with man. Littlefinger, five Kingsguard, all but Sir Jamie and Sir Barristan, stood stood in a crescent at the base of the throne, fully armored in their enameled white. Cersei Lannister and her children stood behind Sir Broros and Sir Marin, and Cersei was dressed in a gown of sea green silk, a gold ring with an emerald the size of an egg on her finger, nice beautiful green gem to match her dress, and on her head a matching tiara. Above them, Joffrey sat amidst the barbs and spikes in a cloth of gold doublet and a red satin cape. Sir Cl- Sander Clegane was at the foot of the throne's steep, narrow stairs, wearing his snarling dog's head Perfect. helm. So now that you've so, well, wonderfully... That's, in, that's important as well. Like I just want to point out immediately that the hound is the hound here. He's got the helm on. He's, got he's the, the hound. Yes, like, he's the he's hound. about ready he's to in fuck character. shit up. Yeah. So a few things here, because you so wonderfully painted that picture. I'd like to remind that this is the book throne. This is the very tall oh, stairs yeah. leading up to this. So just this boy perched up on this fucking nest of a throne all the way down at the bottom of the stairs, standing there fucking imposing as fuck. Basically the tip of the arrow. The biggest man in the room. Yeah. Because the mountain isn't here, so the hound is the biggest man in the room with this fucking helm on. And then just below him, because I imagine there's a little flat section and another set of stairs, down there is Cersei and the children encompassed by the five knights of the king's guard yeah and net hobbling down this walkway carried by littlefinger and so he arrives there behind the throne oh right then the stood fucking... 20 lannister guardsmen with long swords but littlefinger had kept his promise idiot all along the walls underneath robert's tapestries of battle and heroism 
The city watch stood stiffly, each with an eight-foot-long spear tipped with iron. They outnumbered the Lannisters five to one. They outnumber you ten to one, Ned. Yeah. So Ned's leg is a blaze of pain as he stops, keeping a hand on Littlefinger's shoulder for support. <laughs> Joffrey stands. I love how often they're putting the words support and Littlefinger together mm-hmm. from Ned and how much he's rely. It's showing how heavily he's relying on this man. Well, I mean. And I think it's dr- George trying to draw attention to this mistrust constantly. He's supported by Littlefinger. He's yeah, he's completely let his guard he's, down here. And then for Littlefinger here at the end to do well, what that's he does, why. But, that's what I was going to say is I believe that's why he offered him his arm is so that he would be would the have one access who's to right do, there. Absolutely. Yeah, so that no, way if like he's got his arm around Ned's well, no, back. Yeah, he's it's had not this weird. quote written yeah. in his little book. Oh to fucking yeah, throw he's been for practicing months. this in the like mirror right. forever. So Joffrey stands. Yeah. I command the council to make all the necessary arrangements for my coronation. I wish to be crowned within the fortnight. Today I shall accept oaths of fealty from my loyal counselors. The boy proclaimed. I love Ned like the boy proclaimed. So. That was a really good Joffrey. Thanks. And that weirded me out. I don't like that. that was Hit a <laughs> So, yeah, uh, Joffrey's immediately throwing his weight around like we would expect. Ned pulls out the letter. And says, oh. Varys. I, um, I had missed mentioning a line that I actually really like because you had mentioned it when he calls him the boy. But he does say, the boy who would call himself king. Yeah. And it's just so, like... I love that line from Ned because yeah. that's exactly what he he is. Yeah, John Joffrey personifies that. Yeah, that the boy who would call him because yeah. that's all it is now for Joffrey and Cersei. It becomes pulling out these the roots card. of denying yeah. his lineage, his, exactly. his right to the throne. Right. And so Ned pulls out the letter and asks Varys if he would be so kind as to show this to my lady of Lannister. I, wink, wink. This motherfucker. Thinking he's so suave and so like, hey, hey, Varys, pal. Yeah. How about you just? You want yeah, to show he's this? got his posse Go behind him. Yeah. He's like, what up? Listen, I'm not scared. Varys, Varys, take this over. Yeah, he's like pimp leaning on yeah. Littlefinger. Like, like with what his up? cast kicked up on the table. So Varys shit. gives Cersei the letter. She glances at it. Is this meant to be your shield, my lord? A piece of paper? Fuck. And she rips it up halves, quarters, and lets it flutter to the ground. Barry the Bold is fucking blown <laughs> away. Yeah. But those were the king's words. Yeah, he can't handle it. Like, that honor-bound motherfucker is, like, sitting there with scotch tape trying to put the paper and back together. I know together. you tweeted about it, but I'm just, I'm all about my girl Cersei. Like, goddamn. She, she, she We have a new king now, Lord Eddard. Last we spoke, you gave me some counsel. Allow me to return the courtesy. Bend the knee, my lord. Bend the knee and swear fealty to my son, and we will allow you to step down his hand and live out your days in that gray waste you call a home. If this were me, I'd have been like, oh, word? Oh, word? All right, King Joffrey! Listen, let me... Who do you think's hand... That's a great hand. That's a good that's hand. That's a good hand. Name any just, hand. That's, that's a, a good, that's a good hand. hand. I'm going to take that vote right there out of town. You have a good one. I'll be up in the north in the cold. It's very cold. You probably don't want to visit. You do you. We'll do us. Deuce. Unfortunately, Ned Stark does not think like that. <laughs> Instead, he thinks that Cersei, if she wanted to force the issue right here and now, she leaves him no choice. So... He says, your son has no claim to the throne. He he sits. Lord Stannis is Robert's heir. True heir. 
And so Joffrey immediately. Liar! Liar! No! And Marcella even turns to Cersei and kind of gives a tug and is like, yo, isn't Joffrey king? Like, what's he talking about? This man, is this man crazy? What's the haps? And Cersei, ignoring Marcella, you condemn yourself with your own mouth, Lord Stark. Sir Barristan sees this traitor and Barristan hesitates. hesitates. He's like, wait, what's that? What? And in the blink of an eye, he is surrounded by Stark guardsman Steel Baird. And so I actually do like it because the book doesn't have it, but the show added where Ned screams out, do not do Sir Barristan no harm. Well, He's a good man, a loyal well, man. They say, um, because they're surrounding Ned, not Barristan the Bold. Yeah. And because she even commands Barry further at that point to like. Well, because, yeah, him. she says, now treason moves from words to deeds. You think Sir Barristan stands alone and the hound well, draws yeah, his sword. And sorry, because I interrupted you anyway, but when when. Barristan hesitated, and the other guard stepped forward. Ned's men came forward also. Yeah. And were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, yeah, like you said, Ned was, he he, he says, don't bring any harm. Because they, once they all step up from what Cersei says, and the Hound fucking. Yeah, everybody steps mm-hmm. forward. The Hound draws his sword, and the Lannister men, the Kingsguard, all kind of take so, defenses. Yeah. So Ned's like, damn, you're going to make me play my hand. But that's when he says, Jano Slim. Well, Joffrey starts screaming, oh, right. kill, kill him, him, kill them all, so, I command it. Fucking, his fir- the first yeah, thing that, he's his doing first is, his first proclamation like, is king. Kill. Kill them. Kill, kill, yeah. kill. Yeah, uh, set up my coronation, oh, things aren't going, then kill them, kill them all, I command it on the king. And, yeah, so Ned calls Jano Slint, but then he starts saying, I want their, let them lay down their arms, you know, because yeah. he thinks they're outnumbered. He thinks he's got yeah, them. Yeah, he says, take the queen and her children into custody. Do them no harm, but escort them to the royal apartments and keep them there under guard. And so General Slint calls the men of men of, men of the watch, and they all, huh, and get ready and lower their shields and close in a little yeah. bit. And Ned begins to say to Cersei, I want no bloodshed. Tell your men to lay down their swords. No one need. And, and then poor fat Tom gets... Killed. Yeah, the nearest gold cloak drives his spear through Fat Tom's back, and the sword falls from his hand, and he's dead before he hits the floor. So, Kane and uh, the other one there go straight into defense mode. Ned tried to shout, but it was too late. Slint himself, Jano Slint himself, slashed open Varley's throat. Varley, that's who it was. And, and then Kane was fighting some fighting motherfuckers some off, motherfuckers and the off. hound himself comes up, and and I like to think of how savage and and battle uh, aware the hound is. Oh, yeah. Kane is fucking shit up yeah. on his own. He chops his sword hand off, yep. just the hand, and then cleaves that motherfucker, I imagine in the neck area, down through the chest. Yeah, opened him shoulder to breastbone. And poor Ned doesn't. I mean, his legs fucked from the last time he got messed oh, up. Oh yeah, by a horse. That, well that's it. That's why the hound immediately went for Kane is because yeah. Ned Stark is no threat. So and Ned Kane Stark is, wouldn't be a threat to the hound. Kane anyway. had managed to fight off a couple couple attackers. So as his men died around him, Littlefinger slid Ned Stark's dagger from its sheath and moved, shoved it up under his chin. His smile was apologetic. I did unapologetic. Unapologetic. I did warn you not to trust me. You know. I did. You. Now, this, I think, is one of the major, um, of the first book, one of the big twists that Martin threw in. This whole, because, you know, Littlefinger, that was like five, six chapters ago I mean, at this point, it's it's really, like, the only real way to know that this is going to happen, I mean, it's a little naive to think that Ned is, everything's going to work out Ned's way. 
But there really is no way in your first read-through to pick up on the fact that Littlefinger and the Gold Cloaks are going to betray Ned. There just right. really aren't any signs. Like, Jano Slint isn't being sketchy. He bows stiffly to Ned, but he's described as in full armor. Right, so, and, like, and throughout we've had, you know, while Littlefinger seems... And that's always been the, the draw to Littlefinger's character, is that we're supposed to like him. Yeah. We don't quite know that he's this creepy, Well, that rapey, that's what this gut punch here and, is. It's, little, it's like, oh, fuck, we shouldn't oh, have trusted shit. Littlefinger. Yeah, exactly. But then when you're rereading, you realize, you like, you know, Ned has made a mistake from every single step he's mm-hmm. taken here in King's Landing, so... I loved it. I mean, I hate it because, yeah. like, Tom Ard and the rest of the Stark Guardsmen are now dead. Arya and Sansa are going to get scattered to the winds. Yeah. Which, and here we be, go. I mean, this, this is, is this is it. The, the The first shot's been fired. The The banners are going to be called here soon. Yep. The North is going to rally. They're going to rise up. Some dragons are going to be born. But anyway, you got an inductee for this, Jeff? Yeah, so I'm giving it to Kane because he really handled some business. He fought for his house, you know, and he's... He's been there since, you know, they left for Winterfell. He's mm. been, you know, doing what he can to protect his house and fight for them. And he lost his life honorably um, from a dishonorable cause, you know, because yeah. them. But, yeah, so I'm going to give it to Kane. I suppose I can couple, Va- 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 what was it, Valen or Varin. Var- I don't even remember his fucking name. The one that Jano Slint cut his throat. Oh, uh, Varley. Varley. Varley, yeah. Um, Chris Varley. Chris Varley, Because right. we made that joke that other one. So I guess I can couple that because they're kind of the last named guardsmen of, of yeah, Ned Stark. Yeah, So we'll bring them in. Yeah. Uh, I was going to bring Fat Tom, but I brought him in already. I suppose he can couple in. We'll bring in House Starks, the little three the posse. Ones, the three posse there, yeah. So. They're three level ones. We'll get, uh, you know, Stoneheart to bring them back. Truth. Well, so. Uh... Yours? This one's hard. It is like tough. I could go, you know, with I, Cersei. I almost went dominate. with uh, Cersei and Joffrey himself. But, but. I think I'm going to give it to Sir Barristan. Yeah, Because of his shock of, like, the king's word. Like, because that's just how you can tell how honor-driven honor driven he like, And, like I, like, I thought about it with this reread, too. Like, that was, like, the last thing Robert really said. Like, there was a smear of his blood on there. Like, that yeah. was a pretty significant, yeah. impa- important paper in both the history of the kingdom and to, like, Ned Stark. Like, that was the last thing, thing him and his friend discussed. Is, yeah, so, and like... And Cersei just fucking... And, yeah, so Barrison's reaction to of like, yo, like, that was the king... Like, the king's words, what are you... And then he hesitates. So, like, he didn't immediately go at Ned. He was conflicted, and he'll get canned for it, but... He ends up with a better ruler than Joffrey anyway. What so. beard? But, yeah, I I really just... And, and the way he arrived at the small council meeting, just saying, like, my place is with the king. Like, that's what I'm supposed to do. It shows that Ned is, Ned is correct in his assessment of Barristan, at least, in that Barristan is so honor-bound. I don't think he... Yeah. He probably would have hesitated had Ned given the command And that's what the well. nice thing about that hesitation is, is the fact that... He clearly wasn't aware of the city guard. He mm. wasn't aware of any of that shit about to happen. And so it was, yeah, he's he's shocked about all things here. The, oh, yeah, the, no, the and no, I think and the Lannisters like, were aware uh, of it, too. That's, that's why, why he's he wasn't not in the loop. Yeah, because he would absolutely be honor-bound to tell the the hand. And, well, because he's got to protect the king. Yeah. And then once he find if he was to find out, if he was the one that was going around with John Aaron instead of Stannis, mm. he and he found out about the incest... He'd have been like, dang, kid, like... That's I'm, a paddling. I'm going to tell your king. Like, yeah. I have to tell the king. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, Robert so, would have known pretty soon. It's crazy. So, yeah, Sir Barristan. Anyway, those Next, are our yeah. thoughts. It was great. It's a good chapter. Unfortunately, things all now fall apart. 
next time we'll be reading Aria 4. Oh my god. And so about Aria 4, I was flipping to take notes on Ned 14 here, the one we just finished, and fi- flipped past it a little bit too far and landed on Aria and ended up reading like half the chapter just because I got so drawn into it. So I'm super excited for Aria 4. It's a, it's a good, sad one. It's things are changing it's the potential death of a loved character or the potential disappearance i just mean it's sad in the separation yeah this is she's expecting you know at the end of this day to be getting on a ship with syria going home home with her father or well with her sister i mean not her father quite yet yeah and now her father's going to be in prison and syria is going to be killed or missing whatever and it's just all downhill so join us for that if you want to Please write us in your thoughts. We love hearing from you guys. You, you can, can reach us all over the web. We're at Gmail, without manners, brotherhood at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. I'm on Twitter, at manners without. You're on Twitter. Carstark92. Carstark92. Yeah. We also have our Patreon, patreon.com slash without manners. Um, I think that's the important ones. We're on all the different outlets for listening to podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, I Spotify there, Google Podcasts. Spitify. Leave us some reviews, rate us, subscribe everywhere you can. We always appreciate it. It helps us out quite a bit. And we can always, you know, get back to you as soon as you get to us. We love hearing from you. Join so. us for this reread because, like, it's getting. Yeah, we're just about great. there. We're wrapping up the first Game of one. Thrones. And then we're going to be moving on to a cat. Clash of Kings, a cash of kings. A cash of kings. A cash you know. fall of kings. I mean, there is a cacophony of them. So. Cacophonous cash fall of kings. A cacophony cash of clash of kings. I'm done with you. Valor to Harris. Peace. Peace.